family want to say Merry Christmas to you and we hope that so far your holidays are going well. Hey, we're going to jump right into this. I want to say thank you to the praise and worship team uh, for leading for leading us and worshiping God through music. Go ahead and take out your phones and go ahead and check in with somebody and go ahead also and pull up the sermon notes for this weekend. If, if you don't know how to do that, just go to our app. If you haven't downloaded our app, just want to encourage you to do so. Download our app and then open up the app. Go down to the right-hand corner where it says Connect. Click on that and then you'll see where it says Weekend Resources at the top. Click on that one and then you'll see Sermon Notes. Click on Sermon Notes and then click on Today's Date and you will see the notes. One of the, one of the greatest features that I love about this um, uh, the the sermon the the sermon notes being on the app is that there's a little box there where you can type additional notes and they're archived so you can go back two or three days later and pull those notes up and it doesn't erase so that's a, that's something that we've added there for you we want you to make sure you're taking advantage of that if you have any prayer needs that you would love for us to be praying with you about then we love praying over those needs text the word prayers p-r-a-y-e-r-s to three zero five zero zero and someone on our team will be praying over your need this is the season where we have a lot of prayers that come in. We know there are a lot of people who are hurting, who are grieving. Uh, maybe someone uh, was with you last Christmas and they are not with you this Christmas. We want you to know that we are hurting with you, okay, because we know that this is a big deal. So make sure you put that in, in the response or, or prayers to 30500 so we can be praying with you. Also, don't forget, we say this every week, take advantage of our resources. We have a lot of resources on our website, newlifecc.com. We have resources for children, and on that page there are lessons, there are games, there are songs, there are all kinds of crafts, so we want to make sure that you are taking advantage of that. Our team works really hard to put those available, to make those available to you, so take advantage of those, okay? Those of you who are invested into new life and in your relationship with God through your giving, we want to say thank you so much because we could not do what we do. We come into your living rooms, into your cars, wherever you're listening or watching this, every single uh, week, and it's because of your faithfulness in, in your giving. So we, this broadcast goes to all over the place, all over the country. We have people in other states that watch us, and we just want to say that if it weren't for your faithfulness and your giving, we would not be able to do that. So thank you uh, so much for being invested into the kingdom of God at work, not only in our community, but around the country, okay? Now, uh, we want to encourage you. We have Advent reading uh, that we have encouraged, uh, with that we began uh, last weekend. So make sure you're taking advantage of the Advent reading uh, that we have available to you. And if you get done with these quickly, then you can jump on the Bible app, version. Uh, you can If you don't have the Bible app, I want to strongly encourage you to do that right now. Okay, download the Bible app. There's uh, It's an amazing resource to have uh, to keep you connected with 
uh, with God and your relationship and your journey with Jesus, okay? Uh, but there's a ton of Advent lesson plans on there or, or reading plans that you can be involved with. Right now, I'm doing two. And so uh, I wish I could do more. Uh, but there's, there's some amazing reading plans on there. And so I just want to make sure that we're, we're encouraging you to do that um, as well, okay? We are in this series called The Hope of the World. And uh, it doesn't take uh, a long time to turn on the news or turn on any social media and realize that we need Jesus, that our country needs Jesus, I need Jesus, you need Jesus, our families need Jesus, our state needs Jesus, right? And so does our country. So uh, we are talking about Jesus being the hope of the world and how we can all engage with the hope of the world because uh, hope, as we learned last week, there is power in hope. It's not just wishful thinking. It's not just uh, having uh, a, an attitude of being overly optimistic. Jesus is the hope of the world. And we, we're going to be talking about that. Last week we talked about the power of hope. This week we're going to be talking about the choice of hope. Hope is a choice. I can wake up tomorrow and choose not to be hopeful or I can choose to be hopeful in who I place my hope in, which is Jesus. Okay, so don't forget uh, about all the, like I said, about all the Advent readings leading up to, if you think, what is Advent? I don't know what that means. Look it up. Look up what Advent means. It's an expectancy, okay? It's where we, it's kind of, it's the same derivative where we get the word adventure, all right? Uh, so if you... Uh, uh, look up to what Advent means. It's this expectancy of the coming of Jesus being born. But it's also the expectancy of the coming of Jesus and his second coming. Okay, we want to make sure that we uh, communicate that as, we're, as well. So let me start out this week by telling you a story. Because if we're not careful, if we put our hope in things, if we put our hope in people that we're going to be talking about here in just a few minutes, there's a really, really strong chance that you're going to be let down. If we put our hope in anything other than Jesus, all right? Let me talk about a time that I put my hope in my mom and dad, all right? And I know my mom and dad are watching right now, and, my, and I know they're all already thinking, oh, where is he going with this story, all right? I'm, I'm always the liability of the family. You never know what I'm going to say. So one Christmas, I wanted a horse really, really bad, all right? I told my parents, that's all I wanted. The, the movie The Black Stallion had just come out. If you've never seen the movie The Black Stallion, not The Black Beauty, The Black Stallion. Okay, there's a difference in those two movies. It was, it was my all-time favorite movie uh, as I was growing up as a kid. I loved it. All right, I could watch it over and over again. And we didn't have movies on demand, so I had to wait until it came on TV. But it was my all-time favorite movie, and I wanted a horse so badly. I had it all worked out. It could live in Ohio with my, with my grandparents because they had a, a little piece of property behind their house. And they could just, and uh, when I would make my journey from Tennessee to Ohio two or three times a year, I would take care of this horse. And my grandfather was going to take care of it for me. I had the whole thing planned out. I wanted a black Arabian stallion, just like the one in the movie. All right. I was convinced, mom and dad, that you were going to get it for me. You cannot believe the, uh, and I know right now they're thinking, oh, but do you remember when this, kid, when this stupid kid wanted a horse and we were not going to get him a horse? Uh, you can't even fathom how shattered my hopes were when I woke up Christmas morning and did not have a horse. I actually believed that my parents were going to buy me a horse. They did not buy me a horse. But, uh, and I haven't forgiven you since then, mom and dad, okay? I'm still praying for forgiveness uh, because I didn't, never got that horse. 
Last week we talked about some examples of how we abuse the word hope. I hope we get there on time. I hope I get a horse for Christmas. I hope it does or doesn't rain. I hope that he proposes this year. I hope that she says yes if he proposes. Or when I hear from Janet all the time, hey, I hope you're not going to wear that. All right? I don't think I'm that bad of a dresser, but obviously she still has to encourage me about what I wear. We also mentioned that how some of us use the word hope because we want something to happen or we want something to be so. We're not really putting our hope in this or that. It's just something that we say. They're, they're, they're more wishes uh, than anything. When we watch the news, like we said earlier, when we keep up with reports of a very heavily divided country that seems to aimlessly be spinning without hope or to make it even personal for your current uh, situation, whatever situation you may be in, when it seems like all hope is gone, what do we do? Where do we turn? Where do we go? I've got good news for us this week. And remember, the question isn't where do we go for hope, it's to whom do we go. And the better news is this, we don't have to go to hope because hope has already come to us sent from heaven by the Heavenly Father in the form of a baby 2,000 years ago in the purpose of being our Savior. Save us from what? Well, for one thing, from ourselves. To save us from a hopeless world. His name is Jesus. Jesus came to bring hope to the hopeless because Jesus is hope. I'm going to be saying that a lot during this message and probably throughout this series. Listen to this prophecy that came from Isaiah way back in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 9. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Jesus came to bring light to that darkness that we're born into that blinds us from truth. What truth? The truth that Jesus was born to reestablish a broken relationship between God and humanity. The truth that Jesus is the answer and remedy to a sinful and broken world. Look what it says in John chapter 14. Jesus said this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you are watching or you are listening right now this weekend and you think that there are other ways to get to heaven, I need to tell you there is not. There's one way to get to the Father, and that's through Jesus Christ. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and you believe his words, this is him talking. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's one way. And that's through Jesus. No amount of works or good deeds or community projects can earn us into a relationship with the Father. No amount of donations given to nonprofits or animal rescues or homelessness in, uh, endeavors can connect us to God without accepting the sacrifice given by Jesus Christ. Those things are great. New life participates in all of those endeavors, but the light of Jesus exposes our need for a Savior and draws us close to him. And that's where hope comes in. Not only did Jesus come to be our light, he also came to be our hope. Today, you and I can make the choice for Jesus, who is our hope. That leads us to our first fill-in for the weekend. Number one, 
Choosing Jesus secures my hope. Choosing Jesus secures my hope. Here's the deal. When it comes to hope in this world today, we can elect whoever we want to elect. We can vote however we want to vote. We can stand and defend issues that we feel are right as believers. We can do all the things that followers of Jesus are supposed to do. But if we turn to those things, if we turn to those people for our hope, we're going to be very disappointed every single time. Hebrews chapter 6, the writer says this, Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold, hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy, what? Anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. You see, I believe way too many times we put our hope in the wrong people. I believe way too many times we put our hope into the wrong things, into technology. If Janet and I were to put our hope and trust in each other, we're in trouble. If this church... If the Patterson campus puts all their hope in me, if the Turlock campus puts all their hope in Pastor Dave, if New Life puts all their hope in its leadership, you're going to be discouraged and frustrated and stuck. Our only hope is in Jesus Christ because people will fail us. It's just a matter of time. Systems will break down, but Jesus will never leave us or forsake us. Anchoring our hope in Christ means we recognize and trust him as our salvation and our strength. Think about the anchor of a ship. In rough water, a ship is at the mercy of the wind and the sea, right? It blows all over the place, but the anchor gives it stability and security. The anchor doesn't stop the storm. It doesn't stop the wind. It doesn't calm everything down. It doesn't keep the rain from pouring down. It holds the ship secure to get through the storm. Jesus is our anchor. Jesus is our hope. When we anchor our hope in Jesus, who is hope, it doesn't mean the storms we face are going to stop. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're even going to be easier. It means that we have a stability to get through the storm. In a world full of all kinds of change and uncertainty and fear, at breakneck speed that we're in right now, Jesus should be the anchor for our souls. Nothing else in this world can redeem us. Nothing else in this world can restore us. Nothing else can calm our fears. Nothing else can restore marriages. Nothing else can break addictions. Nothing else can bring peace in our lives like the hope of Jesus. Why? Because he is hope. And he wants us to put our hope and trust in him. I mean, go, going all the way back, all the way back to the Christmas story, people just like you and I, all, even all the way back into the Old Testament, people every day, people just like you and I, with, their, with, with our same struggles and our same addictions and our same problems and our same doubts and our same issues, put their hope in Jesus. Mary and Joseph, the wise men, the shepherds, all, all these characters of the Christmas story, put their hope in Jesus one by one. People were accepting that Jesus is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Not just up there. Now he's with us. The hope of the world. So that's fill-in number one. Fill-in number two is this. Choosing Jesus brings the hope of new life. 
Choosing Jesus brings the hope of new life. This is one of my all-time favorite verses and the foundational verse for new life as a church here for both campuses. Listen to this, 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a what? A new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. Because he is hope, we get to embrace a brand new identity that he gives us. That hope that was born in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago turns our old labels into new ones. I love that. From addict to recovery. From broken to restored. From unloved to a cherished son or daughter. From Jeremy, you have no idea what I've done and too many people know who I am to guess what, you are forgiven and set free and brand new. When we put our hope in Jesus, we get a new life. Jesus is the hope of the world. He's your hope this weekend. He can bring hope to your life because he is hope. And like I said earlier, you're going to hear me saying that over and over and over throughout the series, that Jesus is hope. Some of you, some of you watching or listening right now are absolutely paralyzed by your past. You think because of what you've done, what you've done, you are unusable in the kingdom of God. That was me. I firmly believe that about myself. I used to believe that my label was bigger than God's love. I used to believe that my past was greater than God's present. I allowed my mistakes to define me to the point where all I wanted to do is run. All I wanted to do was hide. But listen to this, found in 1 Peter chapter 1. Celebrate with praises the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has shown us his extravagant mercy, for his fountain of mercy has given us a what? A new life. We are reborn to experience a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We are reborn into a perfect inheritance that can never perish never be defiled, and never diminish. It is promised and, pre and preserved forever in the heavenly realm for you. No one or no thing can take that promise away from you. Jesus is your hope in the world. He is a living hope that's real every single day of your life. It's living because Jesus is alive and he offers to transform our hearts and our minds and our actions daily, which leads us to number three. Choosing Jesus brings a living and forever hope. Choosing Jesus brings a living and forever hope. In the book of John, chapter 14, we read this. Soon the world will no longer see me. This is, this is Jesus talking. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. <laughs> Here's the unique story across all of human history. Jesus, the Son of God, came to live among us, born in Bethlehem, ultimately went to a cross and paid the price for the sins that you and I carry, and then he rose again. He's alive. You think, Jeremy, that sounds more like an Easter sermon. It's all connected, man. <laughs> Since I live, he says, you also will live. The living Jesus is the evidence that our sins, which were laid on him, are forever put away. And that the life we have in him is everlasting. 
The living Jesus has gone before us to heaven. But guess what? We look for him to come again, and I believe he's coming soon. I believe that with all of my heart. And he's going to take us, his bride, his chosen, to live with him there. The Bible refers to this as the blessed hope. We have the living hope. We have the blessed hope that one day followers of Jesus will be united with him in heaven to live with him for eternity. Last week we read a couple of verses from the book of Titus. I'm going to go back to there. Chapter 2. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope. Again, who is that? The appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. All through the Old Testament, there was this common cry of people towards God. They would say, God, where are you? God, did you forget about us? God, are you still there for your people? What are you going to do in our situation right now, God? Can't you see that we are suffering? The actual phrase that they used over and over again is, How long, O Lord? How long, O Lord, do we have to suffer through this? How long, O Lord, are you going to forget about us? How long, O Lord, are you going to forsake us and abandon us? That's the common question that the people of the Old Testament used to cry. And all the while, God was right there preparing. He never left them. He never abandoned them. Because he has always been the hope of the world. You and I say the same thing. God, where are you? God, don't you see what I'm going through? Don't you see my bills are due? Don't you see my marriage is falling apart? Don't you see what I was just diagnosed with? Where are you, God? How long, oh Lord, do I have to wait? And Jesus is still the hope of the world. The question is, can you trust him? Especially when things are unclear for our lives. Romans chapter 8. Verses 24 through 25 says this. This is read out of the Passion Translation. I love this. For this is the hope of our salvation. But hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. Let me read that again. Hope means that we must trust and wait for what is still unseen. For why would we need to hope for something we already have? So because our hope is set on what is yet to be seen, we patiently keep on waiting for its fulfillment. For some of you, the one word that you struggle connecting to Christmas is this word hope. Maybe you're at a place where you just want to say, yeah, it's hopeless for me, Jeremy. It's hopeless for my marriage. It's hopeless for my health. It's hopeless for my kids. It's gone way too far. I've gone way too far. It's hopeless with this addiction that I've been battling for years. I've tried everything I know to fix this and it's not working. You've been carrying the load. You've been trying to work things out on your own. It's not working. Because you're trying to do it without the hope of the world. 
trying to get through this insane year on your own without putting your hope and trust in Jesus. And you're just exhausted. You're exhausted mentally. You're exhausted emotionally. You're exhausted physically. You're exhausted spiritually. And that's what happens to us when we try to carry the weight and burden of our life on our own. The whole time, we've said this before, even just a few weeks ago, that Jesus is walking right beside us saying, give it to me. I can carry it for you. I can be your hope. Hear me today. Give it to Jesus once and for all. Quit trying to carry the weight of the world. Let me ask you something. How might your life look different if all your life was anchored in the hope of Jesus? Those burdens, those worries, those concerns, those fears, that, those anxieties that you're carrying right now, how different would your life look if you could physically pick up all of those emotions and all the weight of everything that you're carrying and literally put it on the shoulders of Jesus? How would your life look? How different would your life look? Because you can do that. He's begging for you to do that. Because he is the hope of the world. It doesn't mean that everything in your life is just going to be perfect. It doesn't mean everything's going to be better. It doesn't mean that the storm that you may be going through is just going to stop. It means that you have a solid, secure anchor to get through it. And that's what Jesus wants you to know. That you don't have to face anything alone. He'll be your strength. And he can be your hope. But the choice is yours. Last week, the title of the message was The Power of Hope. This week is The Choice of Hope. The choice is 100% yours. Will you choose hope? Bow your heads wherever you are, and let's pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, this weekend we choose you. We choose hope. With everything that's happening in our country right now, with everything that's happening around our world, it's easy to look at people. It's easy to look at things as our hope. But, Lord, those things frustrate us. Those things uh, uh, disappoint us. Those things discourage us, Lord. You are the author of hope because you are hope. Father, this weekend, everyone that's listening, everyone that's watching under the sound of my voice, Lord, I pray that they would just surrender everything over that, that's in their lives, Lord, that's weighing them down, I pray that they choose you, that they choose hope, that they can take everything mentally and emotionally and spiritually and relationally, Lord, that's weighing them down, God, and that they can, they can just see themselves releasing that off of their shoulders and putting it on yours. doesn't mean that their life is going to be perfect, Lord, but it, but it does mean that they have a hope, a hope of something after this life, that you will get them through the storm, that you will be right there beside them through this holiday season. We celebrate you, Lord, the season of celebrating who you are, the hope of the world. We lay at your feet a sacrifice of praise, which is ourselves. We love you and trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Hey, thank you for joining us again this weekend. Don't forget about everything that we talked about in the beginning with the word prayers and giving and, and resources. All of that is available to you. We want to say thank you so much for partnering with us. We love you guys so much. Please, during this season, if you need us for anything, reach out because we love you. We don't, we don't want you to try to do this thing called life alone. We want you to know that we are here with you right along the way. Okay, we love you. We'll see you next weekend.